Hello and welcome to episode number 41 of the Building a Better Body podcast. I hope I find you well. You can hear a little bit of cold in my voice but I will shake that out of the way because I am going to London at the weekend and I need to be feeling tip top. So today on the show I'm going to be talking about meditation, yoga and general well-being basically. I've talked about these topics in the past but today I'm initially going to give you info on studies I've recently come across and after that I'll just lead into an interview with an expert on the topic. So one definition of meditation is as follows. Meditation is defined as the intentional self-regulation of attention from one moment to moment. It is an intentional and self-regulated focusing of attention for the purpose of relaxing and calming the mind and body. The word itself is derived from two Latin words, meditare, to think, to dwell upon or to exercise the mind, and mediare, to heal. The Sanskrit derivation is medha, which means wisdom. So that all kind of makes sense when you visualize meditation, if you like, but some evidence-based information I'd like to share with you include meditation giving deep relief from stress and anxiety, enhanced brain function and a healthier heart. I will link to the studies on this as well. A study carried out at the Department of Neurology School of Medicine in LA showed promising results in people who have meditated for long periods in their life. As we age, we expect to see a decline in grey matter in the brain, but with the meditators, the loss was less pronounced. So there are, of course, other forms of meditation, and I am absolutely naive to all of them. And I guess you have to find out what works for you. I'm absolutely, as I say, no expert. So this is why I have a guest on the show today to share her knowledge. So without further ado, let's launch into that. So today on the show I have a wonderful guest called Kim McKenzie. She runs Seventh Heaven and specialises in meditation, yoga and energy therapy. And I hope that's right. She can correct me shortly if I'm wrong. Uh, She offers workshops and classes and I've had the pleasure of completing her chakra meditation course, which I've only actually recently just finished. And I'm kind of sad that I don't have that to go to on a Friday night anymore. Um, but that being said, you know, I do continue to do a bit of meditation on my own. But I'll probably come and see her again next year. <laughs> um, now, uh, I only know Kim from coming to, going to her classes uh, and, giving, and giving us information as we, as we go along, which is great. But I thought I would get her on the show to explain exactly what she does, why it's so beneficial and why we need to perhaps do it more today. So hello, Kim. Hello. Hello, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Awesome. Yeah, feeling good, feeling fresh. Nice. <laughs> uh, so you're ready to answer some questions? I sure am. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hit me oh, up. <laughs> so what was the what was your first experience with meditation? Because it is kind of trendy now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I suppose I was doing meditation really um back in two thousand and three, two thousand and two, two thousand about two thousand and four I started sort of delving into it and I didn't really know back then what I was doing to be honest um 
And back then, I suppose it would, uh, what I was doing was more relaxation techniques. Um, and I got into it through uh, having endometriosis for 15 years and being in sort of intense pain. So for me, I was looking different methods and different coping mechanisms to try and alleviate the anxiety with the came with the pain and also the pain itself. Okay. Right. Brilliant. Um, it's funny you should say about relaxation because I was reading a, a study there earlier today about it being very different to wanting to be relaxed and wanting to, to meditate. But yeah. I guess we'll get into that. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, you're trying to, yeah, we can get into that later. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I don't want to get, yeah, but yeah, there's a difference. Um, and you specialize in chakra meditation. So I, I, do, yeah. I know a wee bit about that, of course, because of the course, but if you want to tell us some more, that would be cool. Yeah, so chakra meditation is working on the energetic system in our body. So as human beings, we have obviously physical, um, mental and emotional systems, um, but we also have a, an energetic system, um, which is actually, we're all, whether you know you, you can sort of connect to it or relate to it or not, but we all are energy and every single living thing in this planet and on this universe is energy. So we have a system that... Um, are made up of chakras and the ones that I uh, deliver in the courses are based on the seven main physical chakras. So when I say physical, they actually correlate with the mental system, the emotional system and the physical system of the body. So by working through these energetic vessels, um, which receive and sort of receive and transmit energy to and from ourselves to other beings, it's how we communicate and uh, connect to the rest of the world so what I learn um, in the classes is how to go on a journey of self-discovery and begin to understand maybe what's causing imbalance in your life and where it could be sitting in the body and where it could be placed in the body which then when we go from the inside out it usually causes illness in the body so it's trying to work that inwards and going from the illness or the imbalances into the body and then doing that through meditation. Yeah. Do you find people want to come back more and more because you're, they're only sort of touching on the surface then? Yeah, these courses, I mean, these courses, um, I have people, I mean, there was even one girl on the course that you did um, and she came back again because she loved it so much. So there is a real, um, there's a real demand for it. And it's, it's because I think people don't know enough about the chakras um, and it's a system that we should know about, I believe. You know, it's all right, we, we have our fitness and we have, you know, things that we can delve into on a mental aspect, but energetically is what we need to be balanced in. And by knowing your chakras, you get to know a lot more about yourself your patterns and also your your belief systems and sometimes we can have belief systems and patterns that aren't serving us very well and it's going into the chakras that we begin to realize hmm that's not maybe where I want to be anymore in life or it's not serving me very well so I'll I'll kind of go inwards to discover what isn't working and then we can use the meditation to transform and yeah evolve away from it I think it doesn't really need to be complicated either, you know, it's literally the opposite. You just need to go and relax and cut off digital stimulation, which we have 24-7, yeah. and then just allowing the brain to do what it wants to do, and you'd be yeah. surprised. I think, um, sorry, probably, I think I'm probably coming across maybe from a, a more energetic level, but I keep it very realistic, as you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. In classes, so it is very, um, I mean, it's something that anybody can do, and anybody can um, adhere to and listen to, so it is about 
relaxation and, and breathing. Mm-hmm. And can you describe any huge changes that you've seen in yourself or through clients, you know, real breakthrough moments that have been just, whoa, enlightening, if you like? Um, for myself, I have been working through massive stuff um, since I began my journey but about 15 years ago. Um, so massive things have changed for me. One thing in particular, which to me is the biggest achievement, is I no longer have endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had it from I was 13, um, yeah. from the first period up until uh, I was 28. So I haven't had it now for, for 10 years, um, which wow. is amazing. Wow. Um, so meditation, yoga and healing definitely were the three things that combination wise have changed, changed my life. Also my beliefs and how I, how I am as a person have definitely changed and still room to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, for others, oh my goodness, do you know what Karen, there's been so many people on that course that have really transformed, um, like really transformed with it. Um, people, people leaving job, like people having massive career changes is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> find people that are quite stuck um and feeling rather low with life um usually come into the course and by the end of it they walk out like a different person and there's people quitting jobs i've had people come in who have um taken career breaks and totally just like left the job taken a career break and then moved into a whole like totally different career so yeah super powerful (laughs) (laughs) i know that i went into it i mean i didn't particularly feel stuck but I guess I wanted to be I mean we have mentioned it to you I can't remember if I did or not I wanted uh, more clarity just direction and I feel like I'm really embracing the podcast now and that's kind of where I'm gonna stick and I don't know if that's helped it or what but but yeah that that's I know I don't think I was particularly um suffering in any way but I did want a bit more clarity and direction and I think yeah I'm going with that you don't have to be someone who comes for looking for major breakthrough. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all chasing something in life, you know, and that's that's our journey. We're all looking for more, seeking for more. And wh- whatever it is, everybody comes to those courses at the right time. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's always one of those sayings, you know, when the student is seeking, the teacher will arrive kind of mm-hmm. thing. Perfect. So you'll always get it whenever you need it and it doesn't have to be major you know transformative stuff that you're setting out for just do you mm-hmm. say clarity can be enough yeah I also went on a I don't know if you've ever done anything like this a silent retreat for a weekend mm-hmm. that was interesting I don't did I tell you that or not I don't think I don't know if you did or not no but I did one as well and it was uh, yeah. how did you find it <laughs> um I went away to Thailand two years ago uh-huh. Um, I'm actually going again next month, and um, I'm going to try to do something different this time. But the, I did have a pasna, probably like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We could maybe go into this another day, but yeah, it was, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it was. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the Buddhist teaching, and I didn't really, um, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was very well delivered. Um, in Thailand, it was very much uh, money in, people out kind of mm-hmm. process, um, which left people very vulnerable. Um, and I thought there could have been a, it could have been a lot better. What I got from it was a bit of a brain dump. It was good to clear my mind. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush back. That's exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't be particularly into the Buddhism side of things. But even just shutting off the chatter for a bit in itself, just something simple like that, I felt was pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't know if you follow Tim Ferriss's stuff. Um, no, but a few people have been talking about him recently. So there's. He's, yeah, he's away off on a, a 10-day silent retreat, and it's not even, I'm pretty sure you're not even allowed a book. So yeah. I don't know, that is going to be 
pretty tough, difficult, but maybe not. Maybe once you've done a few days, that's the hard bit, and then it's just normal, and you don't even want to talk at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I think though. I think I think there, there's a there's a combination between the Eastern world and the Western world where we're we're two extremes, and I think for us to go and do a real, you know, extreme challenge that we've never been used to before mentally, I think it's, it's there's 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 a fine line between it. Mm. Um, I just think sometimes, you know, if we could blend those vipassanas and those silent retreats into a way where you get gently led into it and then build it up and then gently led back out of it again, you know, I think that's yeah. I think that's something what we it needs to be kind of um, adapted to. Yeah, make, makes sense. Yeah, cool. So, um, so you could also do some stuff with crystals, is that right? I do. Yes. Yeah. Oh, enlighten <laughs> me. I have no idea about crystals. Oh yeah, so crystals. I um, crystals have been a big part of my life, I suppose, since I was a kid, um, and I didn't really uh, return back to them until yeah, until I actually the the month that I got diagnosed with endometriosis. I was working with um, I was working in a um, a big telecoms company, and the girl that used to sit facing me, and we're still friends to this day. She started getting into healing. And we, the company went redundant and um, closed down and she went her way, I went my way. But in between that, she was saying to me, Kim, look, you know, with all with, with what you're going through, uh, do you want to come for some healing sessions as part of my case study? So I did that and honestly, Karen, I had the biggest revelation ever and it was using crystals at that time as well. Yeah. Um, and I just had this moment where I felt like all the pain. I cried for two hours in the session, um, <laughs> like solid, like real mm-hmm. pain that was coming up, trauma that was coming up. It was just unbelievable. And in that moment... Um, I realized that there was more to this than, than met the eye and I kind of just went on a, a path of self-discovery again for myself but also into the healing field so I went and trained in Reiki um, about two years later and then got into crystals and then went and trained in crystals uh, back in 2011 and did a two-year training course on them um yeah they're remarkable I think we're they're they're big gifts that were given by the the planet you know and I suppose it's recognizing that um they have a healing ability for us yeah well it's very interesting uh sounds like you've got this amazing sort of self-awareness now <laughs> after doing all your teachings and and learnings along the way yeah um do we ever stop learning though that's the thing for me I still I still think that I'll I'll continue this journey you know when if it's self-discovery until I take my last breath then that's 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 my journey you know um that's the way you want life to be you want to be continually learning otherwise you're just stagnant aren't you and it's not a way to live really yeah well I think whenever you've got stagnant energy and it becomes a little bit oppressive your body reacts to that you know so I think it's good to to feed your mind but also for me as a teacher I mean the more that I explore about myself the more that I can share teachings with others so I think it's kind of it's good to have it yeah yeah brilliant journaling seems really really popular now either vocalize or write something down you can get amazing clarity from it and you don't realize the power until you try it (laughs) yeah I've been journaling for again many many years um 
and it was something my mum actually taught me to do as a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your diary. Like, yeah, your diary. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of stuck by me, and I have journals here, you know, from year after year, and it is amazing what you can actually, um, even going back on them, and the, the catharticism you can get from actually looking back and reflecting on some of the stuff or the places where you were in your head, mm-hmm. um, or even the thoughts that are in your head that you don't even know were there, but you're just kind of, you know, clearing it out. Yeah, Journaling is yeah. very powerful, and the way that I describe it to clients and students is that whatever we have, because our brain is like a computer, you know, we store all these, you know, images, memories, thoughts, feelings in our body as well. Um, and sometimes the computer can be a wee bit too much, you know, it can be overstored or it's got mm-hmm. probably, as you say, the RAM's not performing the way. <laughs> yes. Um, so every now and again, we need a good old clear out. Mm-hmm. and the best way to do that is if you have that thought it's all it's doing is the file has nowhere to go so it's circulating and circulating and circulating over and over in your head if you transform that 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 thought or feeling onto paper the energy then shifts so you're moving it and transferring it almost like an iCloud you know whenever they put stuff in iClouds and they move one file to another place yes, yes. You're, doing, you're doing exactly the same thing and what happens there is that that then that thought or feeling gets transferred onto paper and with that what happens is that it becomes uh, an action you've mm-hmm. moved elsewhere and then after that your actions can become your reality so if you're looking for stuff to manifest or you know goals to move towards journaling is the most amazing thing because once you get it out there in paper you've got it out of your head and you've got it out to the world yeah. so it's like it changes things very very much Love that, love that. Brilliant. I must do more of it myself. I do a bit, but I know yeah. that there's a benefit in it for sure. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I really love it. So, like, I always encourage keep a book by your bed. Mm-hmm. And dreams are very significant as well. If you're, you know, if you can kind of keep a, a, a book by your bed, and if you're having dreams at certain times of, of life, it kind of, there's a lot of answers and hidden meanings behind that as well. Yeah, and they just disappear three seconds after you waken up too, so you do need that <laughs> book beside you. <laughs> uh, well, what's happening there, there's different levels of dreams, but with your dreams um, on, a, on a very basic level, um, it's just bringing up the, self, the subconscious. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's trying to give that a good old clear out whenever yeah. you're, you're sleeping, you know. Yeah, filing it all away, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and now you also do yoga. I cannot forget about yoga. Um, I do, yeah. yeah. Is that, did that come first or the meditation come first? Um, the healing came first. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, was it healing and then the meditation? Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. then the yoga. I kind of got into the yoga once I got my health back. Yeah. Um, and I was able to. Well, I was kind of in the stage of I was still in kind of a lot of pain, but I was trying to really improve my my physical fitness, and the yoga came last. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you find it difficult? Because <laughs> I've done all I've ever stuck with is like the basics yeah um, and then I just I'm just you, you get it you kind of hit a wall I go through phases of doing the basics and then not doing it at all and then wanting to do it again because I feel like it is good for my flexibility but then if you don't love it I don't know <laughs> you need a teacher like yourself <laughs> yeah I mean I think the, the, the thing about yoga now it's everywhere which is great um the downside I would say sometimes that as you say it's you know it, it, it is challenging and I think there's a lot of yogis bigger influence in yogis that make yoga for the everyday person like very unattainable yeah, um, yeah. and it's very off-putting and I think that there's a very um it's kind of like they're making the yoga look like a Vogue magazine and it's not the way yoga is you know mm-hmm. all these gymnasts and very good athletes are moving into yoga 
they've amazing flexibility because they've probably doing, been doing gymnastics from the age of nine. Yeah. So body is adaptable to that. And that sometimes makes me a little cross that that's not what yoga is. You know, it's so much more than having mm. to achieve a really complex pose. Um, it's, yeah. it's about your breath. It's about energy. It's about releasing energy, moving energy to make your body and your mind feel feel completely at one with itself you know would you say it's not even about making that move then it's just make uh, an effort towards the fold forward and the downward dog or whatever yeah like well it's really interesting when you watch people in yoga because you get to know their personalities instantly and how they move how they breathe mm-hmm. how they force themselves into positions and it's like you know I always teach, be in your own space and your space is your mat and that's the place you, you should stay and really explore, you know, because we, there's no rush to get into a pose. Um, it's taken me a long time to, to build up flexibility. Um, there's a lot of things that I can do as a teacher for my own practice. There's a lot of things that I can't do. And I used to beat myself up, you know, oh, I can't do handstands and headstands until one day I went, Kim, you're trying to compete with everybody else and compare yourself with everybody else. So that stopped about two years ago. Yes. Where it's like, do you know what? I do what I need to do when I need to do it. So I think if everybody took that approach just to step onto the mat for the first time and, mm-hmm. and give it a go, um, I said a really, really amazing journey with yoga. It really is. I like the way you say in your own space, you just don't even care about what everybody else is doing around you. And not that you can look anyway because you're not busy trying to fold or whatever it is. You do. You actually do. You find a lot of people looking and comparing. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. And it's because if, they, if everybody was to stay in their own space and really be centered and focused, you wouldn't need to look elsewhere because you're so... The thing about yoga is that you go inwards and it is a meditation in itself and it's about recognizing your own body, you know, how it moves, how it can't move, how yeah. it or you know what's what's shifting in your body and sometimes people get very emotional and I think the more that you can stay with that that wave of emotion going through your body the more you really tune into it and that's that's when the journey begins on yoga when you really tune in yeah I, I saw that you had put on Facebook and I commented on it about the DDP yoga have you looked into that at all the, the it's the, the um the wrestler Diamond Dallas Page Oh my goodness, wow. <laughs> that guy that he turned around and just yeah. being, well, even for the listeners, the guy who was, um, what did he do? Did he jump out of airplanes for a living or something? He was a war, he was a war veteran. Yeah, um, but he did jump out of airplanes quite a bit, didn't he? And just wrecked his legs. Yeah, he was a parachuter, I think, for the Iraqi that, war, wasn't he? That sounds about right, yeah. I know him really bad on info on that. Um, and he was just really, he was overweight. He needed crutches. He just had pretty much given up on life. And then he did this this yoga, and Diamond Dallas Page looked after him the whole way, and he, he's now actually in the videos demoing yeah. the stuff. <laughs> yeah, walking, doing yeah, yoga, sprinting. And like if you look at the video of him, where he just you know you wouldn't you wouldn't um, you would forgive him for giving up because he was just falling over all the time. He looked like he was in so much pain, but he just stayed on his own mat, like you say, and just went for it for month after month after month, and then all of a sudden he's turned it all around so it's just yeah. serious dedication and uh willpower <laughs> well i suppose i mean he's a guy who had nothing else in life you know i mean he was at probably below the rocks of rock bottom and i think that was his hope that he had something and he also has somebody who believed in him yeah. to help him you know move forward and i actually cried when i saw that video. oh yeah i mean i think i did too yeah. it's just unbelievable yeah, yeah what, what you can was- do 
really moving and yeah. that's the thing it's like it's lovely as well see whenever you have somebody in a class Karen and even the smallest wee thing that you know you can do to adjust them or release yeah. you know you're releasing something in a body so say for example if I was going across someone's shoulders and releasing something you just don't know what that's doing in their thoughts or in the feelings mm-hmm. and it's that it's that that I love about yoga it's that wee moment where you just you know you can see something shifting or changing in someone um or them having that moment of real emotion emotional breakthrough it's it's uh it's pretty sacred to be honest so much more than what's on the surface yeah yeah, it is and I remember you said to me about having aching joints and flexibility issues for a while and then you gave up grains and dairy I did that's that's my bag over here good for you girl (laughs) well I know I do I still have dairy I'm okay with dairy but I kind of get like I have raw cheese and stuff like that there I try okay. to get good quality. I'm okay with dairy, um, but I give up grains and definitely, I the energy levels. That's the first thing that I noticed. There isn't that afternoon slump. Um, I don't miss them at all. I totally like I've been doing it for years, and that's just not my. That's not how I build my plate anymore. Yeah. And do you do you find like you miss any of that sort of food or? Yeah, I do a lot, <laughs> and I don't. Um, I think whenever I I got diagnosed, not diagnosed, but I went and got food intolerance tested um two and a half years ago. Um, and I was training for my yoga at the time, and um, I wasn't able to hold poses. I I am trained in hatha yoga, so hatha yoga you stay in poses for quite a duration. Um, and I was getting to the point where I just couldn't hold um the most simplest pose, which was dog head. Yes went and got tested and the strongest thing that came up on the food testing was my muscles and joints with dairy and gluten um and it was that moment that I had that real oh my goodness this is like because it was so visible on the machine with the little files I just cut everything out um I do miss certain foods Mm. every now and again I would crave for bread um and I have explored like you know gluten-free bread but it's just the chemicals and that sometimes can be worse oh yeah Mm -hmm. I don't dairy um every now and again i would maybe i wouldn't be so strict on myself and i would have like bad food for, for bad, food. bad food <laughs> you have to have a bit of you know a bit of both i think yeah and do you notice it right away do you do you feel oh not oh, that but just eating yeah, yeah. instantly like i just i booked my flight there yesterday for thailand and mm. um i was on the phone with the guy uh in emirates about the meals and they don't have a, a gluten and dairy free meal so we had to put on like a special request um to to actually do that and he's like we can't guarantee blah 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 so Mm. it's it's challenging and if I'm really honest with you I kind of feel I've lost my love for food and cooking quite a bit because I do find it a bit challenging so I'm trying to explore that avenue at the minute I'm trying to find different ways to get back into that you know you you need to come around to mine for dinner I'll make you nice dinner (laughs) oh yeah I'm up for that (laughs) (laughs) we slow cooker number (laughs) Because the winter's coming. <laughs> cool. Um, so, just before we go, um, if you could give us one Kim nugget, one piece of wisdom to go away with to build a better body, what would that be? That's a bit open, I know, but... Wow. A bit <laughs> what of comes wisdom. to the top? Yeah. Um, I suppose, for me, is to listen to your body. Yeah. Like, when it, when it talks, take heed. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing and the most simplest thing I could say to do. And it's because he or she will give you all the wisdom that you need. And you don't need to go to, 
you know, anywhere outside of that to really find what you need. All right, if you need to maybe, you know, for example, like at the minute, I know that my body before didn't like gluten and dairy, blah, blah, and I had to go and get tested for that. But deep down, I knew that anyway. Do you know what I mean? I didn't listen. So, <laughs> yeah. So you know, and I knew that because I never liked it as a kid. So why would I like it when I turned into my late twenties? You know, would I've liked it and then suffered for the last ten years? Yeah, yeah. It's like no, it's just listen to your body. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely perfect advice. Okay, so if people want to uh, reach out to you on the interwebs, where is the best place to find you? And uh, you can tell us that. Yeah. So I have a website, and it is seven dashheaven.org so that's s-e-v-e-n-t-h dash heaven h-e-a-v-e-n dot org mm-hmm. you can check all the um the courses workshops classes and also um energy stuff as well so cool i will put all of that in the show notes anyway for people so they can just click away well thank you so much kim for coming on the show i I enjoyed that was an amazing chat i hope you did too (laughs) yeah i did i did thank you so much karen you're welcome weekend you too take care